Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 134. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I do have some news stories here. I was just at my work Christmas party. So that'll be interesting to talk about maybe a little bit. I have some uh, news clips, some news stories, and whatever else may come up doing during this show. All that and a lot more right here on the Dr. Anonymous Show, starting right now. Medicine and social media has to offer this is the Dr. Anonymous show live on a Saturday night right here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you all for joining me here this evening. I am, of course, your favorite physician host. My name is Mike, but my friends, like all of you out there in Internet land, you call me Dr. A, you can always find me at DrAnonymous.com. That brings you to my webpage or blog page that I don't blog about as much. I'm going to work on that in 2010. Uh, you can also go to DrAnonymous.net. That brings you to my Facebook fan page. Shout out to everyone out there who is a uh, fan of the Facebook fan page for the show here. Really appreciate that. And you can also go to DrAnonymous.org, and that takes you right to my iTunes page where you can download this show and listen to it anytime and even look at past shows. Uh, today is Saturday, December 12, 2009. It is 9 p.m. 
Eastern time, and the temperature here at broadcast time here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters is 28 degrees Fahrenheit, a little bit of a slight wind out there, so it actually feels like about 23 degrees, I believe, on the weather.com site. So tonight, uh, we're going to be talking, I have some news stories here to, uh, to discuss. Uh, some health-related news stories, some non-health-related news stories, uh, some silly news stories. That's what this Saturday night show is all about. And, of course, I'm four minutes into the show, but, hey, you know, we have a, a jam-packed night here, right here on Block Talk Radio. At the top of the next hour will be the, uh, the flagship show of Saturday night, will be uh, the Annie and Burrow Live show. And at, uh, at midnight Eastern time will be the Auto Box Show. I know if you haven't checked that out, I encourage you to check that out. It's at blogtalkradio.com slash autobox. The uh, guest will be Justice Howard, and he's already told me in my chat room here <laughs> uh, that she is a who's who in entertainment. The erotica part should be interesting. So uh, for those of you East Coast people who... Uh, don't sleep anyway. <laughs> Check that out at midnight Eastern time right here on the network. Uh, so before we get started here this evening, uh, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for uh, featuring the show here again this evening. Thank you so much uh, for that. And uh, for those of you who are new to the show and are wondering, yes, that's right. I am a real physician. I am a physician in full-time private practice here in beautiful but a little chilly northeastern Ohio and I've had this show here for just over two years now so thank you blog talk radio for not canceling my show and if you're listening live and how can you not listen live to this show you can see me in the chat room there and uh, you can see me on the webcam in the chat room there if you're new to the show just go to the top of the chat room here and you see the little, uh, I think, purple and gray icon for the webcam. You click that, and uh, then you will see me with the Santa hat here this evening. And, of course, I'm issuing, again, my challenge to all Blog Talk Radio hosts out there to wear a Santa hat and nothing else during your broadcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> And I do want to give a shout-out to my chat room here. We had a bunch of guests there for about 30 seconds, so I think they, they have gotten, uh, they've gotten their fill of the show, and they're out of here. <laughs> but I do want to give a shout-out here to the good Dr. Blogstein, uh, who is uh, joining us, gracing us with his presence. Uh, he, of course, has the number one comedy show here on Blog Talk Radio. We have friggin' Ben with the Q with the uh, number one llama show here on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, llama 80 will be Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, where sometimes I call in and just, uh, you know, just talk about stuff and curse a lot. So uh, you won't want to miss that. We do have a guest. We have Jamin. We have Kimmy. We have the Auto Box, uh, who has a great show coming up at midnight Eastern time. And we have Sunny Claus. Yes, Sunny Claus likes to come in and make fun of me and... Uh, uh, I like to ban her from my chat room, uh, and she also has a show here on uh, Blog Talk Radio, but uh, I forget when that is. <laughs> She'll probably tell me in the chat room. <laughs> uh, so I think I have everything here uh, all uh, set up here, so uh, I will take my uh, 
I'll take my first break. And, uh, yes, I, I finally did get all the Christmas music that I wanted to, which is basically like three songs <laughs> up here on the uh, switchboard here. So I will uh, take my break here, and I will play this song. And uh, after this song, we will be uh, talking a little bit about stuff, you know, just uh, generalized stuff. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a proud member of the Better Health Network at uh, GetBetterHealth.com, GetBetterHealth.com. And a proud member of the ProMed Network of podcasts, you can get there at ProMedNetwork.com, and we'll be right back. your eggnog more than anyone else at work Christmas parties. This is the Dr. Anonymous show live on blog talk radio on a Saturday night here. And, uh, I do, uh, I do have some, uh, news stories here to, uh, discuss and, uh, just, uh, just, I think two or three, uh, uh, two or three, uh, medicine-related news stories, because this is kind of a medicine-related show. We'll talk about uh, right after this. I love this. Thing.
So did you know that uh, H, the H1N1 flu is the H1N1 update? Did you know that was, it was less feared, <laughs> less, uh, less severe than first feared? Oh, no. Wow. Wow. Who was, who was actually saying that? Uh, me. <laughs> this story is from uh, December 8th. And this is from a study. The theoretical worst-case scenarios associated with this year's H1N1 pandemic taught us not to take influenza for granted. Duh. However, a new study suggests that the worst-case scenario for H1N1 may only be slightly more deadly than typical outbreak of seasonal flu, and in the best-case scenario, much less, really. In this study published in the Public Library of Science Journal, Researchers analyzed extensive data from outbreaks in Milwaukee and New York from April to July to get a more uh, accurate picture of the risks associated with the virus. Major among their findings, approximately 1 in 70 people with symptoms of pandemic H1N1 required hospitalization, about 1 in 400 cases required treatments, and approximately 1 in 2,000 people who had H1N1 symptoms died. Estimates of uh, severity fell even lower when researchers took into account a New York telephone survey in which responded self-reported incidents of flu-like symptoms in their families. The uh, study authors concluded, quote, these estimates suggest that an autumn-winter pandemic wave of H1N1 with comparable Severity per case could lead to a number of deaths in the range from considerably below that associated with seasonal influenza to slightly higher. And let me translate that for you. We didn't think it was uh, that bad. We thought (laughs) that, uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, We we, we thought it wasn't going to be as bad as it was. So whatever. So yeah. So you've seen it dropped off in the news there a little bit, but as soon as you see one case somewhere in America, you will see that there will be a resurgence of H1N1 stories in the news. So this next story here comes from uh, uh, Mashable, Mashable Mashable.com. From December 3rd, you may have seen this already, especially if you're in the medically related field. Pink glove goes. Uh, pink glove video goes viral on YouTube. If you haven't seen this already, this has been everywhere. Even made uh, CNN, I think. Uh, no, they're not professional dancers, and they haven't recently updated their Facebook status from the altar or paraded down the aisle to Chris Brown. But these 200 plus doctors, nurses, and uh, Providence St. Vincent Center hospital staffers are viral video stars all the same. Their purpose for their platform, however, is to save lives. The clever employees created their oh-so-cute video, the Pink Glove Dance, to the tune of the uh, Sean, excuse me, Jay Sean's hit song, Down, in order to raise money and awareness for to bright, uh, fight breast cancer. The video, which features the staffers wearing pink gloves that can be purchased for the cause, has gone viral on YouTube, amassing nearly 2.8 million viewers. Now the sprightly branch has attracted the attention of media outlets. On December 8th, a group of dancers will appear on the show. Uh, let's see. 
I forget, uh, ABC, CBS, or something like that. Uh, so, um, so yeah. So if you if you haven't seen it, it's cute. It's nice. You know, it's uh, the whole pink glove thing. So that's uh, I think that's very very interesting. So if you haven't checked that out, just head on over to YouTube, and uh, you can see uh, you can see that. My last uh, related news story um, is uh, having to do with uh, if, if you've been uh, if you've been watching the news this week, you know that the healthcare uh, reform bill is being debated um, on the Senate floor of the United States. I mean, you've, you've heard some of the uh, news stories related to that uh, this week. This is a a clip here from earlier this week from the Associated Press. The president himself is getting involved with trying to pass this thing. And uh, here is their story. At the request of Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, President Barack Obama traveled to Capitol Hill, where he met with Democrats behind closed doors, urging them to stand together and overhaul the country's health care system. According to several lawmakers who attended the session, Obama spoke for 45 minutes and took no questions. Afterward, Reid said there are still things that have to be worked out in the bill, but the issues are being narrowed. 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now, people are going to look back at what this Congress did. And each time they see a child being able to go to the doctor when they're sick or hurt, seeing someone that just because they lose their job, they don't lose their insurance, someone who gets... Diabetes doesn't mean a lifetime of not being able to get insurance. That's what this legislation is all about. Republicans, however, are united in their opposition to the bill. Early in the year, there was talk about producing a bill that 80 of 100 senators could support, doing it on a truly bipartisan basis. But instead, as you know, as you followed this over the weeks and months, it's drifted off into a completely partisan effort. As liberal and moderate Democrats met behind the scenes trying to bridge their differences over such issues as abortion and a public option, the full Senate rejected an amendment to limit the tax deductions insurance companies take to pay their top executives. The amendment was offered by Senator Blanche Lincoln, a Democrat from Arkansas. The Senate also voted down an amendment by Republican John Ensign of Nevada to limit plaintiffs' lawyers' fees in medical malpractice cases. Carlotta Bradley, The Associated Press. So I don't have an opinion on it right now. Uh, we'll have to see what goes on there. There's been a lot of debates. Uh, if, you, if you know the terms, the uh, the federal public option uh, is being bantered around there in the Senate. We'll just kind of have to see uh, the uh, what happens with all of that. So uh, I will reserve my opinion to see what actually comes out of the deal. But uh, those are the medical and health-related news stories here on the Dr. Anonymous show. I'll take another quick break here. We will lighten things up here a little bit. Yes, I had my uh, work Christmas party here tonight. (laughs) Those are always fun and awkward and uh, all the good things there. So we'll uh, talk about that and a lot more coming back right here on the Dr. Anonymous show. Don't go anywhere. It's Christmas. Baby, please come home.
Yes, that's right. So lowering your blood pressure one point at a time. This is the Dr. Anonymous Show live on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you all for joining me here this evening. Hey, if you don't like this show, hey, I don't blame you, but uh, this, is just, this is just the appetizer. We're just setting up the rest of the evening here on Blog Talk Radio at the top of the next hour. At 10 p.m. Eastern Time will be the Annie and Burl live show right here on Blog Talk Radio. And at midnight Eastern Time, you have the Autobox show. The Autobox will be hosting uh, Justice Howard, and I hear she's hot. <laughs> so especially for all you East Coast insomniacs, which I know you're up anyway watching porn, why don't you just check out the Autobox show? And, of course, on Sunday nights here, we have uh, uh, Llama 80, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, you know, I don't have to say it because Dr. Bloxing has enough, uh, has enough uh, uh, listeners. He's 9 p.m. on Tuesday nights right here on Block Talk Radio. And I want to give a shout-out to my chat room here. We do have the good Dr. Bloxing. We have freaking Ben with a Q. We have the J-Man. We have Cop checking in we have kimmy we have auto box and i did i did ban sunny if you're wondering no i'm just kidding she had to leave but thank you sunny for checking out the show here this evening so yes i did have my uh my work christmas party or for the politically correct the uh, holiday uh party especially for those of you who celebrate canada's boxing day uh happy boxing day to all of you out there uh, so in case you didn't know, I, I did look up some, uh, you know, in case you didn't have your work, uh, uh holiday party yet, I, I was able to uh, get some tips here for you. Uh, and, uh, this is from, uh, let's say ehstoday.com, uh, from December 11th, surviving the, uh, office, uh, holiday party. <laughs> they have some, they have some tips in case, uh, you know, you get into their awkward cake situation <laughs> the first tip here is making conversation reach out to someone smile make eye contact look really creepy i'm just kidding be approachable be open to conversation give compliments offer someone else a compliment but make sure that you are honest and don't overdo it that would make you look creepy well i added that myself i think that would make you look creepy uh, if you receive one in return and feel uncomfortable, just say thank you. Don't discount the praise by telling the person all the reasons why they uh, why you don't deserve it. Uh, join an ongoing conversation at a party. It is perfectly appropriate to join an ongoing conversation because you'll be totally lost. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, ask questions. Be curious and intrigued about other people and their lives and interests. Be positive. Use active listening skills. Try to talk about other things than work, uh, maybe like politics. I'm just kidding there. Take the opportunity to get to know people on a personal level. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I have another article here. Uh, this is from the U.K., the Press and Journal from December 12, or as they say over there, 12 December. The Office Christmas Party, a survival guide. It's that time of year again. <laughs> the girls are fighting for mirror space uh, to make their makeup while the boys search for mistletoe to use later. Good stuff. 
Yes, it's the office Christmas party, but before you get carried away with bubbly and festive cheer, take some advice from these unlucky workers to make sure your Christmas is <laughs> due isn't a Christmas don't. They have some advice here. First, the drunken rant. If you have kept your work grievances <laughs> in all year long, and after uh, one too many classes of bubble, you walk over to the boss and tell him what you think of his, quote, innovative management style. Yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> uh, there's a story here that they share. It was no secret in my office uh, that my dictator-style boss wasn't very good at his job. He was impossible to talk to, obnoxious. And what's more, when everyone would be stuck in the office until 9 p.m., he would have left, probably played a round of golf as soon as the clock struck 5. Despite this, I had managed to keep my feelings about him private. It seems this wasn't a good idea. As soon as he strolled up to me at the Christmas party, the Dutch courage I had, Dutch, what the heck is that? The Dutch courage I had in me made me think it'd be a good idea if I gave him some feedback. Great. So this is a horror story. Uh, let's see, what else do I have here? A dance step too far. You feel like the life and soul of the party when everyone is cheering at you. As you stood up on top of the uh, table belting out, Tina Turner hits. The next day, though, you were a laughing stock of the whole company. Wow, that's... Uh, that's every Christmas uh, sitcom episode right there. Uh, let's see. What else do I have? Well, the rest of the stuff is boring. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a better article than it was. I guess not. Uh, but my Christmas party tonight uh, wasn't that bad. There were some people there. I mean, uh, yeah, I did have a couple of drinks while I was there. So if I'm sounding more entertaining than usual, uh, that's why. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, holiday parties are always, always very awkward. So, uh, but uh, got through another one of those, and, uh, you know, that is, uh, I guess that's the end of that story there. <laughs> Let me move on here to the, uh, to the less than serious news. <laughs> Uh, did you hear about this? Uh, I think this person was out west somewhere. I think I want to say uh, I want to say Washington State because all the freaks live in Washington State. <laughs> there was this schoolgirl. Uh, everybody remember the movie A Christmas Story where they uh, where the kid put the tongue on the pole? <laughs> they had to call the police or the cops or something like that. That actually happened this week. I am not lying. This uh, story here is from our friends at the Associated Press. This is a good one. No word if she was triple dog dared, like the little boy in the movie A Christmas Story, who did the same thing. This 13-year-old stuck her tongue on a metal pole at an elementary school in 10-degree weather. And, of course, her tongue froze there. She did it right after her friend stuck her lips on the pole, and they came off. When the tongue froze to the pole, her friend called 911. Firefighters came out and poured water on her tongue to get it unstuck. Evidently, um, she hadn't seen Christmas Story, and she didn't believe that it was true that it would happen. And the funny thing is, she did it right after her friend did it. So hopefully she's learned a, a lesson here. He says it's the first time in 15 years that he has ever had to thaw a person's frozen tongue from a metal pole. And the girl, well, she said it hurt. Myra Lopez, The Associated Press. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, hey, you know, that's uh, it's all good stuff. Uh, it's, it's funny. 
not for her. I saw the picture of this. The picture is there up, up there on YouTube. And uh, that is just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, of course, I feel bad, you know, and uh, but we'll uh, we'll kind of see uh, what happens uh, uh, with that deal. <laughs> Uh, so yes, yeah, so I, I will do now my uh, my required Tiger Woods story. So um, uh, everybody heard that uh, Tiger Woods uh, he's in a little bit of trouble these days. And uh, yesterday that uh, he uh, he announced yesterday that he's going to be taking a break from his job. He's going to be taking a break from uh, from work. And if you didn't hear about it, uh, here it is. Tiger Woods won't be getting into the swing of things anytime soon. The world's number one golfer is taking a break from the game after admitting to infidelity. Woods issued a statement on his website saying he needed the time away from golf to repair the damage he's done. It was the first time Woods admitted to having extramarital relationships since the infamous one-car accident outside of his home the morning after Thanksgiving. Since then, a number of women have come forward to say they've had affairs with Woods. In his most recent statement, he acknowledged the damage he's done to his family by his behavior. He wants to take time away from golf to try to repair that damage, but admits it may not be possible. He says an indefinite leave from golf will help him focus on being a better husband, father, and person. Woods once again asked for privacy for he and his family during this time. Jim Militello, the Associated Press. So there you go, kids. You know, everybody's talking about it and... Heard all the Tiger Woods jokes at the uh, at the Christmas party tonight. So uh, you know, hey, I don't know. I'm kind of tired of the story. <laughs> it is just going to go on and on and on. <laughs> oh. So I don't know if this is a related news story, but this is uh, this is an interesting news story. Everybody remembers uh, Pee Wee Herman. You remember Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee's Playhouse, and all the Pee Wee's Herman jokes about that. Apparently, he's run out of money because he wants to uh, plan a comeback. Uh, and uh, I watched this YouTube video, and uh, it's uh, shocking. Now he's trying to make a comeback here, and uh, here's the story here from our friends at the Associated well, you know, I went back and forth between wanting to do it and not wanting to do it. And uh, I had a producer who was calling me every two months for two years. And every two months I would change my mind. And then finally one day I woke up and I just decided this is it. I'm going to come back. And they sing a song, want to sing along, because I know your name is... You are my friend, and I can depend, because I know your name is... Well, you know, I really want to make a movie version of The Playhouse, my Saturday morning kids show, and this seemed like a great way to do it, you know, reintroduce it, get back out there, you know, introduce Pee-wee to, like, the new generation that didn't know about it, and, you know, so seemed like a good thing to do. It's been like deja vu, you know. It just seems, it seems weird a little bit, but fun. Ah! <laughs> you can call me Peely, I'll call you. I know you are, but what am I? I think I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my fans. I'm grateful that people still support me. I'm grateful that people are going to buy tickets and come see my fabulous, fantastic, unbelievably incredible show at Club Nokia opening. January 12th, playing till February 7th. I hope people have tickets. And 
That's pretty much what I'm thankful for. Extremely creeped out uh, by that. Uh, yeah, that, and that's supposed to be a promotion video uh, to help people uh, listen to this show. Uh, yeah, that's going to be that's, that's that's really interesting. Uh, moving on, did you hear about these uh, these teachers in New York City who are making out with each other? They've been suspended. I know it's shocking, even though it is New York City, uh, but their students have rallied around them in support of the groping teachers. Here's the story. Two New York City high school teachers are being accused of some inappropriate behavior on school property. A janitor at James Madison High School told officials he caught the women, both foreign language teachers, naked in an empty classroom. According to the New York Daily News, the incident happened as students attended a talent show last month. The Department of Education will say only that it's investigating an incident of employee misconduct and administrators are asking students not to address the allegations. But the students gathered outside after class to jump to the teacher's defense. They're very professional, and all these are just rumors, and like he said, she said, they're just a bunch of rumors, and if they do an investigation about this, then I believe it's going to come out to be all rumors. There's probably someone who doesn't like them, they're trying to ruin the image of the school, and they're not like that, you know, they're a good school. Nothing even happens in the school. And parents seem to be comfortable with the way the issue is being handled. They take the right measure? Innocence of proven guilty. The Department of Education says both women have been reassigned pending the investigation. Brian Thomas, the Associated Press. So there you go, kids. So if you go to New York, if you go to a school in New York City, hey, look out. You know, if you're going to send your kids there, at least at least ask. You know, did the teachers make out with each other on school property during school time? Because I think that's something that you need to know. Uh, did you know that uh, in, in California that, that there, there is a, there's a, a Chihuahua crisis? And, and a Chihuahua crisis. I know you're hearing that right. A Chihuahua crisis in California. Like they don't have enough uh, crisis, crises in California. They're blaming, they're blaming uh, Hollywood for this. I know. This is a new story. Can you believe it? Uh, but, you know, Listen to what they're talking about here. California has more chihuahuas than it can handle, and experts say Hollywood is to blame. The chihuahua population is so big, in fact, that California is shipping the small dogs out of state. The breed is the most popular one in Los Angeles, so it makes sense it's the most abandoned breed. Experts say pop culture is to blame, with fans imitating chihuahua-toting celebrities like Paris Hilton and Miley Cyrus. But other factors play into the problem, too. Different reasons that sometimes they don't uh, meet people's expectations, especially families with little kids. We see that pretty often that they think they'd be an easy dog for a family with small children and not all chihuahuas have the, a temperament suited for little kids. The problem appears to be specific to California and shelters elsewhere are interested in accepting the small dogs. One of the biggest problems, however, is the lack of money to transport the abandoned pets to other states. Brian Thomas, the Associated Press. So if you're you know if you if you're looking to get a Chihuahua you know just just call up California just go one in hundred California and say hey I need a Chihuahua I want one and because you know all all of the all of the Hollywood stars here you know are you know it's if they're doing it then it's got to be you know it's got to be the cool thing to do 
you know, as opposed to you're drinking caffeine. Did, did you hear about this guy who ran over a couple of college students? I mean, it's crazy. And it, and he was, <laughs> he was in court this week, and he said, he said that caffeine was the thing that caused him to crash the car. A Washington State man who's charged with hitting two students with his car on the campus of a state university has come up with a unique defense. He claims too much caffeine might have led to his actions. Actually, there is a uh, psychiatric diagnosis for uh, caffeine-induced uh, psychosis. Daniel Noble made a bizarre courtroom appearance Tuesday mumbling to officers about his heart rate and making strange requests of his attorney. Can you talk to me without your Police say he was acting the same way on the college campus Monday when he hit two students with his car, one on a sidewalk, one on a crosswalk. He then wrestled with a police officer who tried to arrest him. Uh, maybe a symptom of delirium. Maybe indicative of delirium. Noble's attorney says he doesn't know what happened, whether it be too much caffeine or some other mental illness. That becomes an insanity defense. Mm -hmm. Whether or not he was uh, uh, sane uh, at, the, at the time of the commission of the offense. Mm -hmm. Noble is slated to undergo a mental evaluation to determine whether he's sane enough to stand trial. Brian Thomas, The Associated Press. Oh, come on, caffeine. So he went to Starbucks. I mean, because, you know, you know, Washington State, that's all they have is Starbucks there. The Starbucks defense, that's crazy. I mean, and, you know, even acting in court like, uh, can, can you talk to me without your glasses on? I'm like, hello, what is, uh, what, what is up with that? That is, uh, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, I have four minutes left here, and... Uh, and again, I want to give a little shout-outs here before I do my uh, my last story here. At the top of the hour will be the Annie and Burrow Live Show right here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, and at midnight Eastern time will be the Auto Box Show uh, with guest Justice Howard. Uh, tomorrow night, Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time uh, is uh, the Llama 80 Show. And if you've never experienced a Llama 80 Show, hey, you know, that's uh, that's crazy. It's nuts. I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, on uh, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. is the uh, Hap Radio Happy Hour with uh, Dr. Blockstein and the crew. And I also want to give out a shout-out there. I know she's probably listening out there somewhere there tonight. I want to give a shout-out to my good friend Kat. Uh, she has the uh, the show here on Blog Talk Radio called uh, Faith Ignited. She just uh, released her next uh, episode here, I believe it was this week, with guest at Jaden Frost. So check that out. You can go to blogtalkradio.com slash faith-ignited. So uh, my last story here this evening has to do with Christmas. Of course, it has to do with Christmas. You may have heard some of these uh, stories out there from the kettles. This is a good news kettle story uh, of valuable coins dropped in some of these kettles. Um, I've heard uh, various stories about them around the country. And uh, this is about one that uh, was worth um, a good deal of money. It was just one coin among thousands, but it certainly has some special value. That coin was one quarter ounce of gold, and it wound up in a Salvation Army kettle in Knoxville, Tennessee. Volunteers were sorting through the donations when they noticed the precious coin. Here's the back. It's minted in 1998 and worth about $300. The average gift to the campaign is about 47 cents. Every little bit helps. 
but when you find something that, that's this valuable, it certainly is special and it, it's unique and it's a, it's a great encouragement. It's unclear who donated the coin, but the Salvation Army says it knows the general area where kettles were placed. The organization says similar coins have been reported in other states, and like this one, all of those were from anonymous givers. Rossens, the Associated Press. So there you go, kid. That's our uh, <clears throat> excuse me. That's our show here uh, for tonight. It'll be ending a little bit early. Uh, so I want to give everybody a heads up on the rest of the month here. So on Thursday, my normal Thursday show on uh, the seventeenth next week uh, will be canceled. I have another holiday party that I will be attending, so I will not have a show here that night. The next show will be a week from tonight, December nineteenth. We'll be Saturday night with Dr. Ray, and uh, so we'll go from there. I may have a Sunday show on December 20th, and I'm tinkering around about having a uh, New Year's Eve show. Uh, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens with that. You can get all the information there at dranonymous.com. So but I hope you can hang out with me at the top of the hour for the Indianboro Live show and also Autobox coming up later here on Blog Talk Radio. I will end uh, with this song here. I've always uh, loved Charlie Brown and the Peanuts gang. And good night, everybody. We will see you all very soon. Good night.